Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 37 of Revelation chapter 14. And we're reading verse 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And this is the day of judgment, the day of the wrath of the Lord. And the Apostle John is being given information concerning Judgment Day, and he sees um, a, a white cloud, and upon the cloud, one sitting, that, that's a participle, sitting like unto the Son of Man, and, and the Son of Man had on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And this is picturing the Lord Jesus Christ ruling to sit in the Bible means to rule. Kings sit upon their thrones, ruling their kingdoms. The Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, has put down Satan, and he's ruling, sitting upon a cloud, as cloud involves judgment. He's ruling in the day of judgment, and also he's wearing a golden crown to indicate his absolute authority and power and rule over all that was previously Satan's, over all the kingdoms of this world. And the cloud is said to be a white cloud. And we saw that God is calling it a white cloud because it's... Um, representing the holiness of God, the purity of God's judgment. He is a righteous, just judge, performing a righteous judgment upon the wicked, the rebels that have dared to rebel against him, to usurp the authority of the sovereign king of creation, the king of the Bible, God himself, the creator, and and these rebels are now under his wrath, all the sinners of the world. Well, um, let, let's look at the word cloud in the Old Testament. And I think we'll, we'll find some interesting statements that the Bible gives us concerning clouds. In Exodus 13, beginning in verse 20, it says, And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And Jehovah went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And this is right after the exodus, the departing from Egypt, and and during the wilderness sojourn, 
God led his people. And and how did he lead them? Well, uh, he led them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. The cloud directed the path of the Israelites. And that's, um, well, that, that's interesting because God does speak of guiding his people. And he speaks of lightening the path of his people so we know where to walk. And normally we think it's the word of God that enlightens our path, that shines the light, telling us this is the way, walk ye in it. Go forth following the Lord Jesus. This is the narrow way. But here the cloud is taking over that role. In Exodus 14, In verse 19, it says, And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and Jehovah caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. This language, it's it's historical, it's true history, The Egyptians pursued the Israelites to the point of the Red Sea. God held them back with the uh, pillar of fire and, and the cloud before the Egyptians and the Israelites so they could not come against Israel to destroy them all the night. And notice it says in verse 20, it was a cloud and darkness to them, the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to these, to the Israelites. The Israelites typified God's elect. All were delivered from Egypt of this world. They have experienced the salvation of God. Yet Satan, represented by Pharaoh and his forces, the Egyptians, are still pursuing, still coming against all Israel, all of God's people. And And here God is giving um, a picture, I think, of the complete time of Judgment Day because he likens Judgment Day to spiritual night. And, uh, And during the night, the Egyptians were not able to destroy the Israelites and the cloud was darkness to them. And that's why the people of the world, the unsaved, whether in the church or individuals that were associated with the true gospel of the Bible and and even proclaimed Judgment Day, May 21, they cannot see the things that God's true elect people are seeing because they don't have eyes to see. And the judgment of God is a time of darkness for them, spiritual darkness, there is no light. And at the same time, God is protecting his people and giving them light 
by the same thing that is causing darkness to the rest, to the Egyptians. And that is the cloud. And, and it was darkness to the one, but it gave light by night to these. And that's because the clouds in the Bible can point to the word of God. In Exodus 24, it says in verse 15, And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of Jehovah abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Who's calling to Moses out of the midst of the cloud? The Lord God is. And it says in verse 17, And the sight of the glory of Jehovah was like devouring fire on the top of the mount. In the eyes of the children of Israel, Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. Moses went into the cloud to the mount and and spent the forty days and forty night period there and received the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are the Word of God. First of all, God called to him or spoke to him out of the cloud, and then he goes into the cloud to receive the Ten Commandments, the Word of God. And and here God is associating the cloud with his word. And it's even more clearly identified, the cloud and the word of God, in the book of Numbers. In Numbers chapter 9, I'm going to read a fairly long passage because the point is made and, and God makes it a few times here. In Numbers 9, beginning in verse 15. And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony. And at even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle... Then after that the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. Now, here's where the connection is made to the word of God. In verse 18, At the commandment of Jehovah, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of Jehovah they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents, And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of Jehovah and journeyed not. And you see, here God is speaking of the cloud and its movements. And when the cloud moved, Israel moved. When the cloud stayed, Israel stayed and encamped. And and then God says, at the commandment of Jehovah... Israel journeyed. At the commandment of Jehovah, they pitched their tents. And yet we don't read God speaking to Israel and saying, all right, now let's go forth. Let's move. And and then after um, a couple of days, uh, God again speaking, saying, here we will pitch. Pitch your tents here. 
And no, it, God didn't verbally uh, issue those commandments, but he issued the commandments through the movement of the cloud. When the cloud moved, that was the commandment of Jehovah to Israel, time to move. When the cloud stayed, that was the commandment of Jehovah, pitch your tents. And and you see how the commandment of Jehovah and the Bible is is the law book of God full of the commandments of Jehovah. The word of God is the commandment of Jehovah. And God is associating and closely identifying the cloud and its movements with his commandments. It says in verse 20, And so it was when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of Jehovah, they abode in their tents. And according to the commandment of Jehovah, they journeyed. And so it was when the cloud abode from even unto the morning, and that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed, whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it were two days or a month or a year, that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. At the commandment of Jehovah, they rested in the tents. And at the commandment of Jehovah, they journeyed. They kept the charge of Jehovah at the commandment of Jehovah, by the hand of Moses. This passage is um, one of those places in the Bible that God uh, defines one of his terms. And when we think about clouds, we have to read what he's saying here in Numbers 15 through the end. And we see clouds relate to the commandment of Jehovah. And the commandment of Jehovah is the word of God, the Bible, and the Bible is a two-edged sword. It, it cuts to judgment. The word judgment is identified with the word of God, the Bible. And so are clouds. Clouds and judgment. Judgment and the word. No wonder God says, as um, we've looked at in the past, in Psalm 149, he says in... Verse 5, speaking of the saints, and and then he says in verse 6, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hand. Two, execute vengeance upon the heathen, and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains, and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye Jehovah to execute the judgment written. It is uh, what is taking place over the course of Judgment Day. God has written many things and given much information concerning Judgment Day. And Judgment Day is a time when the things written are executed. They're being performed. And, and so we find that uh, as we're reading of Judgment Day, Suddenly, the Lord Jesus Christ appears on the clouds, sitting like unto the Son of Man. 
having the golden crown and a sickle in his hand. He is the king that has conquered Satan, and he is now ruling with a rod of iron over the unsaved inhabitants of the earth, and he is about to perform to execute the judgment that is written, and this judgment will be carried out by his saints, and, and of course by God as he has shut the door of heaven and put out the light of the gospel to the world throughout the period of judgment day, a prolonged period of time, very likely 1600 days in duration. In Numbers 11, verse 25, it says, And Jehovah came down in a cloud and spake unto him, and, and then it continues. There again, Jehovah comes in a cloud and spake. The word of God came forth from the cloud. And that's not just um, an Old Testament occurrence. We read in the New Testament. Remember on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17, it, it says in... Verse 3, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses, and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter, and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Again, the cloud appears, and a voice comes forth, the voice of God, the Father, saying, This is my beloved Son, and hear him. And and yet, we shouldn't miss that God is speaking from a cloud. The, the connection is maintain from his appearances in the Old Testament, and especially during that 40-year period where the cloud led Israel by day, and the cloud would move, and then Israel would follow at the commandment of Jehovah. Well, then we, we get to the many scriptures where God speaks of judgment day, and For instance, going back to the Old Testament, to the book of Zephaniah, we read in Zephaniah chapter 1, in verse 14, The great day of Jehovah is near, it is near, and hasteth greatly, even the voice of the day of Jehovah. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Just as when the cloud um, and, and pillar of fire held back the Egyptians and the cloud was was darkness to the Egyptians, but it gave light to the Israelites. So too, Judgment Day is a day that the Bible says, the great day of Jehovah, even the voice of the day of Jehovah, the voice related to his word, as 
the word of God is greatly glorified. The word of God is uh, coming forth as God is revealing his righteous judgment in the day of his wrath, and his saints are carrying out that which is written, the judgment written. This is the the honor that all the saints have. And and so God's people proclaim the judgment that that has come upon the world in the day of judgment to the people of the world. But notice also that judgment day, the great day of the Lord, is a day of clouds. That's how God um, speaks of it. And not only here, we could find other references. Joel 2 in verse 1, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of Jehovah cometh, for it is nigh at hand, a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. There has not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. And then it continues. The day of Jehovah is a day of clouds. And that's why it's not surprising to find in Matthew 24, in verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, and when did the great tribulation end? May 21, 2011 was the exact 23rd year, the exact 8400th day. And that day and days after, we're living in the time after the tribulation. Well, uh, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Immediately after the tribulation, the Son of Man is seen coming in the clouds with power and great glory. Remember in our verse, in Revelation 14:14, 14, 14, John was given the vision concerning one like unto the Son of Man sitting on the clouds with a golden crown and the sickle on his head and the sickle on his hand. And he's about to reap. It's the beginning of Judgment Day. And Judgment Day began May 21, 2011. And then we're given a number 1,600 furlongs, which very likely may point to 1,600 days as the time period for Judgment Day. And and this is the period of reaping, the period in which God will send forth his people to be his messengers to reap, to reap the harvest. And, and he will, the Lord Jesus, will be seen in the clouds. What, what do the clouds relate to? Well, again, we, in order to understand the Bible, we have to compare scripture with scripture. What did the verses we went to in the Old Testament reveal about the clouds? That God, um, closely relates clouds to 
his voice, to his word, to his commandment. And all right, now let's carry that um, definition that the Bible provided, not us. Um, we didn't write E Bible Fellowship, didn't write Numbers chapter nine and say at the commandment of Jehovah Israel moved and at the commandment of Jehovah Israel stayed and and that had to do with the movement of the cloud. We didn't write that. God wrote it. God therefore is defining the word, tying it together with the Bible, the scriptures. And and that means if you see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And of course, the word of God, the Bible, comes down from above, from heaven. And it, it has to do with God's kingdom, his heavenly kingdom. And if we see this information in the Bible, if as we read the Bible, God opens up his word to reveal the time we're living in, the season we're in, of Judgment Day, then we're seeing, not with physical eyes, but we're seeing through the Scripture that Christ is coming as Judge, and therefore we're seeing Him seated at, upon a cloud with the sickle. Uh, it, it is speaking of spiritual sight or understanding not literal, physical eyesight. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.